Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the final episode of the How We Met series. I really hope that you've enjoyed listening to all of the stories of how these amazing women have met their life partners. And today I'm going to wrap it up by sharing how I met Stevie. I get asked this question all the time. And so now I'm just really happy to be able to share it with you in this place. And then of course, refer other people to this episode because I'm sure I will get asked it again. So to start with this story, I like to just start with saying that Stevie and I met in a bar. And it's really funny to people because that's really not typically the the place where you are expected to meet a lifelong partner, someone that you end up being with or marrying. Um, But we did meet in a bar, but obviously the story is a little bit more in depth than that. So what really happened is I was just G-chatting one day with one of my oldest friends. Uh, we had been friends for probably about eight years at this point. And he was going to go to a couple of happy hours that evening after work. And we were both living in Washington, D.C. at the time. And I was like, sure, I have nothing to do tonight, so let's do it. And we went to the first happy hour, and this was a happy hour put on by lawyers, for lawyers. I don't know. It was a networking thing. All I know was that it was free food and free drinks. So I was in, um, had a good time. And then we went to another happy hour, and this happy hour was actually being hosted by Stevie. So it wasn't just a totally random meet at a bar experience, but he had won this happy hour. There was a bar in DC that frequently gave out free happy hours to people who had come to the bar before. And if if you won this happy hour, then your friends got like a certain amount of free drinks. And then drinks after that were like $2 or three. I don't know. It was something like that. And he had won. So he had some, so Stevie had some friends at this bar to do this happy hour with him. And my friend was going and I had heard about Stevie a lot because he was a good friend of this mutual friend that we had. And there, had actually, there was actually other opportunities where I could have met Stevie, um, but I, I didn't. I just moved to D.C. I was getting settled and uh, had just moved and getting just, you know, really into the swing of things. So I had turned down a couple of other occasions where I could have met Stevie, but 
uh, perhaps the stars just weren't aligned that way. So I went to the happy hour and I immediately met Stevie and I was pretty excited to meet him just because I had no idea. I didn't know that much about him, but I don't know. It was just one of, it was one of my friends, single guy friends. So of course I was excited to meet him. And I honestly don't even remember what our first conversation was about, but I do remember uh, just being really attracted to him and just thinking that he was super cute and um, that I was going to flirt. And I think what's really funny is I really liked him and I thought, you know, he was just something that someone I would never, had never dated before, never really imagined myself being with. So I kind of took some of the pressure off a lot of times before that, when I would go out to a bar or to a friend's house or to a party or whatever, I would just put so much pressure on myself and I would consider myself being on the prowl, so to speak. Um, but I was just like, you know what, this guy's really awesome. Um, but yeah, there's no future there. There's like no way we'd ever date. So I'm just gonna flirt and have fun with no strings attached. And that's what I did. And we, um, so we just hung out, talked, flirted the whole night. And by the end of the night, I was like, wow, I actually kind of like this guy, but I still had in the back of my head that nothing was going to happen. Um, and so be it. And so we parted ways that evening and I thought, well, that was fun. That was that. And then, and he'll deny this, um, but he started to message me on Facebook and he friended me on Facebook. So um, we just started talking that way and he was being really flirty. And I was like, man, maybe this guy really does like me. Maybe I, you know, maybe should go on a date with him or, or whatever. But again, still trying to play it. I wasn't even trying to play it cool. It was just that I really seriously did not think that there was any future there. We we're just, we're just very different. And again, like he was not my perfect guy list that I talk about a lot. Um, he just didn't really check off all those boxes. So I just didn't really take it seriously, to be honest. Um, but then once I kind of let things stew and we were talking more on Facebook messenger, I really started to like him. And a couple of weeks later, I don't remember the exact how exactly how much time passed, but it wasn't too much time. It was no more than a week or two. The same mutual friend had a party at his house. And so I went and Stevie was there and I was pretty sure Stevie would be there. So I was excited to go. And I was talking to Stevie more and I realized like, I really like this guy. I want to go on a date with him. And so I asked him on a date and I know it's kind of funny to hear because a lot of women in the date yourself community, uh, will not ask a guy on a date, think that that's a guy's responsibility. And I, I love chivalry. I won't, I won't lie, but I really wanted to go on a date with this guy. So I asked him out and we made plans to see the great Gatsby, the Leonardo DiCaprio version. And I think that was a I think it was like a Sunday afternoon thing. So I think that was on a Sunday afternoon. I can't remember entirely, but that was Sunday afternoon. So we were planning to go see this movie the following Saturday night. So almost a week would pass by between when I asked him out and when our first date would happen. So the party, the party ended and then we parted ways. And then probably that Wednesday or Thursday, I texted him to confirm that we were going to go on the date on Saturday and that we were going to watch the movie. And I just wanted to figure out logistics, like which movie we were going to go to or which time, which theater, things like that. And he texts me back and he says, that's a great question. And when I saw that text, I was like, he's going to freaking cancel. I know he's going to cancel. And I was bracing myself for it. And I just knew it was going to happen. 
And lo and behold, he was canceling. And he had said that he had previously been seeing someone else, you know, at during the time that we met and that they were going, they decided to be exclusive and that they were going to, you know, see what was there. And it really, um, it, it was more of a shock than anything else. I was just totally surprised. I was a little frustrated with myself because I had, you know, this whole time I had been really infatuated by him, but at the same time I was like, well, he's not really my type. He's not this perfect guy list that, you know, that I had had in my head and he was just like no one else had ever dated before. And so I, once I got over the initial shock, I actually remember talking to my roommate at the time. And we were both saying, sounds like you missed a bullet there or dodged a bullet there. And I thought that was that. And then a couple weeks later, my, this, the same mutual friend actually G chatted me because like all good Washington DC employees do, they're on G chat all day. Um, anyways, this, he G chatted me and he was like, guess who's single? And I said, Oh, Stevie. And I said, at that point, I didn't even care. A couple weeks had passed. I'd gotten over it and I was, I was doing a lot of online dating and I was having a great time. I was meeting a lot of really great men. Nothing had, you know, transpired to be more serious, but I was, I was meeting really great people. So I was like, whatever. I'm having a good time dating. I, I actually don't really care. And then probably maybe a week, maybe, maybe not even a week after that. So maybe a few days after that or that weekend, um, the same mutual friend, Stevie, and then another friend of ours, uh, we're having a three-way birthday party. Their birthdays were all within a week of each other. And um, and I was invited, not because of Stevie, but because of this mutual friend. Like, we were good friends. It was his birthday party. He invited me. Pretty normal. Well, I wasn't going to go because I knew Stevie was there. And I wasn't really good friends with the, all the other people that were going to be going. So I knew that, like, once I was there, it'd be fine. There'd be people that I would know. But I would, you know, be I would show up by myself and that just made me feel a little self-conscious um, and a little uncomfortable. And I already am kind of an introvert and have a little bit of social anxiety. So that just didn't really seem like very much fun to me. So I was actually sitting in the kitchen the night of the party um, with my roommate. And we were just talking about the whole thing. And I was like, I'm not going. And it just started raining. so And I was going to have to walk there. Um, but I had also bought this new dress that I loved. And Stevie still remembers this dress. I loved this dress and I just thought I looked really good in it. I thought it was just really flattering. It was a great cut for me and I loved it. And my roommate was like, you should go to that party in that dress and make him sad for what he could have had. And I was like, oh no, I'm not going to do that. Like, I don't even feel like going. It's raining. It's already like almost nine o'clock. Um, I'm not going to go. And she was like, you should go. And, and honestly, I don't even know what came over me because nine times out of 10 in that type of situation, there's no way I would have gone out. I'm such a homebody. I'm such an introvert. I would probably rather stay home almost any other night of the week. But for some reason, I was like, I'm going to go to that party in this freaking dress and I'm going to make Stevie and I'm going to make Stevie jealous. I honestly don't know what came over me. And so I showed up at the party and of course I was a little bit self-conscious because I showed up by myself and again, I didn't really, I mean, I knew the other people there, but they weren't like super great friends. But as soon as I got there, um, I saw the mutual friend that, you know, that I had met Stevie through, wished him a happy birthday. And then of course Stevie was like, boom, right there. And I was like, oh, happy birthday. And so I actually offered to buy him a drink. So I bought him a drink. And then the rest of the night, we just headed off. We were talking, we were dancing, we were flirting. He bought me a couple of 
more drinks and, uh, we just had a really great time. And I was like, uh, I think I might be failing at this and making him jealous because now I'm liking him again and now I don't know what to do. Um, and of course I knew that he was single at this point. Um, and then at the end of the night, he, we were parting ways and he said, I would really like to take you on a real date. And I said, okay, that's, that would be great. And probably within the next week, we had gone on our first date. We went to Old Town Alexandria, which is um, just a little bit outside of DC for those who aren't familiar with DC. And it's like a really cute town right on the water. And it's like, you know, like old timey buildings and streets. So we went to get a drink and walked around the water and just kind of hung out. And, um, it was a really nice date. It was, it was a lot of fun. And he had texted me after that to go out again. And I was actually going to be leaving for Africa for three weeks. My sister was in the Peace Corps at this time. And I was, I had previously planned to, to visit her for three weeks. And so the, our second date was actually the night before I was going to leave for Africa. And I don't remember we did that night. Oh, I do remember. We actually went to a restaurant in DC and had drinks and got some appetizers, things like that. And I was, you know, of course, then I was leaving for, for Tanzania the, the next day. And I can't remember what I said to him, uh, before, before our date ended, before I left. Um, but I think I said something along the lines of try to keep all your other ladies at bay until I get back or something like that. <laughs> it was something very snarky. It made him like kind of laugh, but then also, um, kind of a little bit smile inside a little bit, if you will. Um, because I was really concerned. I mean, we, we, even though we had at this point, we had probably met almost six weeks ago. Cause you know, like a lot of time had passed by, um, you know, we'd only gone on two dates and two dates in the grand scheme of things is nothing. And it's very easy for something to just kind of fizzle away when I was going to be in Africa for three weeks. Not only was I just going to be out of the country, but not a lot of internet, not a lot of, um, modern technology to, to keep in touch. And when we left, he was, he had texted me and he said he was going to grab, get my email from, um, from our mutual friend, actually the same friend that I met him through. Um, or I can't even remember actually, maybe I was supposed to, I think I was supposed to actually email him when I landed in Tanzania, um, just to let him know I got there and let him know how the flight was. And so I had his email, but he did not have my email. And by the time I landed in Tanzania and got to a hotel where I could check my email, he had already emailed me. He had gotten my email from our mutual friend, um, I don't remember what it said. I could probably go back in my Gmail and look, but, um, you know, just basically hoping that I had a great flight and that I have a great trip. And so then we intermittently exchanged emails for the three weeks, very intermittently, because again, I was a lot of times in a place where there was just no access to any type of technology, including electricity. Um, and then when we got back or when I got back, I had actually left my phone at my house. So I didn't even have my phone so that when I landed, um, at Dallas airport, I couldn't even just like turn on my phone to check texts and emails and missed calls and all that kind of stuff, because I just didn't want to have any valuables uh, with me while I was traveling. So I just left my phone at home. So as soon as I left the house for the airport, I had no access to internet or communication or anything like that. 
So when I, I was really, really antsy by the time I landed back in Washington, D.C., because I really wanted to get home and see if I had a text or an email from him or something like that. And I got back home and I turned my phone on and lo and behold, there was a text from him that said, welcome back. Can't wait to see you again. And when I got that message, that's when I knew that this was going to be something more serious and that we were actually going to start dating and this was going to be the real deal. And I'll just say that the whole time that I was in Africa, I was thinking about CV a lot and I was really excited um, to get back to see him. Obviously, I wanted to focus on having a really a wonderful trip um, to hang off my sister and also just, you know, do things that you do when you're in Africa. Um, but I also you know, when I was there, I wasn't how I had been before, which was just always like obsessing, like, oh my God, what is he doing? What is the other guy doing? What is he thinking? Does he like me? Am I good enough for him? Like those were the thoughts that would used to go through my head. But this was just more of like, I'm just so excited about this. Like I have a really good feeling and, and it wasn't about me and it wasn't about him. It was just like a general excitement about a potential for a relationship there. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of a nuanced difference, but that was my experience when I was gone for three weeks because, you know, again, two weeks or two dates is, is nothing and anything could have easily fizzled out. And it doesn't mean that, you know, it wasn't meant to be, or it doesn't mean that like it was a bad match or bad compatibility. It was just simply like logistics, two dates and then three weeks with almost no technology or access to communication. So that was in the summer of 2013 when we met and then six weeks later went on our first date and then started dating um, for real, I guess, when I got back from Africa, which would have been about five weeks after our first date. Um, and we dated for just over three years until we got engaged. And no other person in the How We Met series has told their engagement story because it's really just the how you, how we met story. But because Stevie and I recently got engaged and a lot of the women in the community know that I thought that I would share how we got engaged. Um, the story isn't as good as the how we met story, I think, because I mean, we just met at a bar, which I think is hilarious. Um, but the, but the, how we got engaged story, um, it's really funny and Stevie knows this. So it's not like I'm saying this behind his back, but I totally knew when he, I knew exactly when he was going to propose. Um, you, it's really hard to get anything past me. I am one of the most detailed oriented person people you'll ever meet. Um, and I am a planner when I go on trips. I like, and, and to a fault, and I'm not saying this is necessarily what everyone should be doing, but to a fault, I plan everything when I go on a trip, I want to like see this, 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 this. And, you know, you know, Stevie would say I don't allow enough white space in my trip planning, um, which is probably fair. But anyways, so whenever Stevie and I go on trips, I always plan everything. And Stevie is more of like a go with the flow. He's, you know, he'll tell me a couple things that are important for him to do or see when we're traveling somewhere. But for the most part, he just kind of lets me plan everything. And then he, you know, makes sure that it's okay with him. And we are planning a trip to Denver and we've been planning this trip for a while because we had, um, won some free tickets from United. And so we had booked this ticket forever ago so that the, the free tickets wouldn't expire. And I was planning the trip to Denver, what we were going to do, what we were going to see. And we knew that we were going to go to Boulder and do some hiking and eat, you know, gluten-free food. He's a celiac, all that kind of fun stuff. And I, um, 
So I was planning everything and I started to plan our trip to Boulder and CB was like, nope, I'm planning Boulder. And I was like, okay. And this was just, you have to understand, this is so out of the ordinary for him to say that he was actually going to plan something, really anything, but especially something on a date. Cause he's just really such a, um, uh, he just could just go with the flow and just like, whatever he's always up, for, you know, like always up for an adventure. Like I'm up for an adventure, but I want it to be a planned and organized adventure. I don't like surprises where he just kind of wants to see where the wind blows. Um, so when he said he was going to plan Boulder, I was like, okay, he's going to propose. I already had a suspicion. And then he sent me a couple of ideas that he had for Boulder. And he had sent me an idea that he saw in some blog about the best place to see the sunset in Boulder. And I'm like, okay, so he's going to take me to Boulder. We're going to have an amazing day. And then he's going to take me to a place to see the sunset. And that's where he's going to propose. Um, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> he couldn't fool me. I knew exactly what he was going to do. I mean, there was a couple of other moments during the day where I was like, well, maybe he'll propose here instead. Um, but, you know, my initial gut reaction was he's going to propose at, at sunset. It ended up being cloudy, so it wasn't much of a sunset, but the timing was still exactly when I thought he would propose. So we ended, what we ended up doing in Boulder is he took me to this um, really great breakfast place. It's I can't remember the name of it, but I'll put it in the show notes. Um, it's a little tea house that had really good food and just a lot of different teas. Um, that It was just super yummy. I mean, it was just a really good breakfast. And then we... Uh, walked around downtown Boulder, which of course is an adorable little mountain town next to the Rockies. And then we went to the Flatirons and hiked all the way to the top of the Flatirons. And we had a beautiful view of just the plains that were right next to the Rockies and then could start seeing inside to the Rockies. And you got also a view of, you could see the city of Denver from there. So it was just really pretty. And, I, and that's where I thought, oh, maybe he'll actually propose here. And I was, and I was wrong, uh, but he didn't. I will say um, what was also really funny during that day is we had a back a backpack that we were sharing while we were hiking, which had uh, some snacks and water and cell phones and things like that. And so if I went into the backpacks, I wanted to get water or my chapstick or something. Stevie would be like, make sure it's in, it's in the big pocket. Just go into the big pocket because of course the engagement ring was in one of the smaller pockets and he didn't want me to accidentally stumble upon that. So looking back, that was kind of funny. Um, and so then we went to this gluten-free restaurant called shine, I think. Yes. And I also put that restaurant link in the show notes. Um, if you're, if you live around Denver, you haven't been, or if you're visiting, I highly recommend going there. Um, it's a 100% gluten-free restaurant, which is awesome. Cause again, CB's a celiac and they had this amazing gluten-free beer. So whether or not you even, you know, whether or not you're a celiac, I thought this was really good beer and I can drink regular beer and not even on the scale of gluten-free beers, which usually aren't that good, just on the scale of beers, this was a really good beer. Um, so we had that and had some snacks because again, anytime Stevie can eat gluten-free outside the house without having to worry about cross-contamination is really exciting for him. And then we went to a vegetarian, or maybe it was a vegan, I don't remember, a restaurant called Leaf. Again, I'll put that link in the show notes. Really, really good. Um, a little bit more like, it was kind of like casual high-end, like it was high-end food, but it was... I don't know, dressy, casual type of place. It was super yummy. Um, and then I think we might have walked around downtown a little bit to get back to the car. And then we started driving back to Denver. 
And that's when we stopped um, to go on this short little hike. I mean, literally like a 10 minute hike um, to watch the sunset. Unfortunately, by this time, it was completely cloudy. So there wasn't much to see. So we pretty much just like did this 10 minute hike, sat under a tree and and I was, it was kind of funny. So it was a little bit awkward because like I knew what he was about to do. So um, I was just kind of waiting for it to happen. And then he proposed. And then of course we made all the phone calls to everyone and posted on Facebook a couple of days later. And it's been really amazing ever since. So I hope you enjoyed these How We Met stories and that they bring you hope, inspiration, and insight just into the different ways these women have met their spouses and partners. I had so much fun in putting this together. And of course, I'm so excited that I got to finally share with you my How I Met Stevie story. And of course, our engagement story as well. I can't wait to see you inside the Date Yourself Challenge. And just a reminder, it's totally free. And if this series is leaving you excited, inspired, and hopeful for your own life, then the Date Yourself Challenge is your obvious next step to go a bit deeper with me so you can put your inspiration into inspired action so you can start seeing and attracting your ideal relationship into your life. Head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge to join us and I will see you there. Hey y'all, Veronica here. I am so excited to announce that the next live round of the date yourself challenge is right around the corner. This challenge delivers 10 daily dates for you to have with yourself so you can start attracting the relationship you dream of into your life. Each challenge will be simple and take a few minutes to complete. If you do them, you won't be able to avoid having more fun dating and attracting higher quality men. Hundreds of women have gone through the challenge and I am blown away by their results. Women report feeling more like themselves than they have in years, more confidence, and a clearer vision of what their ideal relationship looks and feels like. So what does that translate to? Attracting higher quality men, going on great dates, and easily saying no to the relationships that just aren't right. And the best part, it's totally free. The next live round of the challenge starts Friday, September 9th. To join, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. After you join, you're going to get an email from me with all the info you need to succeed during the challenge. So the most important thing in that email is to join the private Facebook group that's just for all the women doing the Date Yourself Challenge. This is a safe place where you can share your daily dates, meet other like-minded women, and get support from the entire community and me. Again, the link to join is veronicagrant.com forward slash Date Yourself Challenge. I'll see you there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.